Welcome to Spiritual Psychology. My name is Renee LaValle McKenna, and I bring my 30-plus years as a recovering addict and ex-crazy person turned therapist and shamanic healer to bring you snackable teachings on spirituality, psychology, and all things personal growth. And today I want to talk about finding peace. And to be honest, finding peace is not something I've been interested for much of my life because it sounded kind of boring. It always was related a little bit to that idea of going to heaven, which also didn't seem that interesting, sitting on a cloud, playing a harp, wearing a long white gown. Early in my life, I kind of decided, ah, I'm probably going to hell, but at least I'll be there with all the fun and interesting people. Now I have come to understand that heaven and hell, peace and suffering are states of mind, qualities of emotion, and perhaps levels of consciousness rather than physical or metaphysical places. Now, to be fair, through inner journey work, meditation, and other forms of transpersonal exploration, like psychedelics and other trance-inducing modalities, we can absolutely consciously explore nearly infinite realms that present themselves as physical space in our active imagination. Now, whether they're actual places in the physical universe remains a question mark, and I think it's irrelevant. And these concepts of heaven and hell have been around for a very long time, and they speak to the range of human spiritual experience, from separation and shame, fear and suffering, to the potentialities for joy, love, bliss, and peace. And we can't talk about finding peace without considering what blocks us from peace. Because many great sages and spiritual teachers tell us that peace is our natural state and that in this lifetime or perhaps through many lifetimes, our work or evolution is about letting go of that which blocks us from the joy, peace, and unity that are our birthright. It has become my belief through studying many great spiritual traditions and also some really interesting channeled material like the law of one, that all of creation is absolutely headed back toward reunification with the creator, and that in fact, in the long run, there's nothing we can do to stop that process, that the whole cosmic dance of all physical form is an expression of the divine having a relationship and a creative experience of itself and that we are absolutely part of that, that on the deepest levels, we are tiny aspects of God having an experience, that the one field of unified consciousness could not have an experience until it split into duality, into different forms, and concealed its true identity from itself so that it might rediscover itself and come back into unification. It's also my observation through my decades of work with clients and my even longer time in the field of addiction and recovery, not to mention my own hellish experiences, that the perception of separation is the root of all human suffering, but that this separation is actually an illusion and that the path to peace, love, and connection is about outgrowing or shifting, expanding or evolving our misperceptions about reality and our place in it. 
And although that may sound theoretical, and some people can just talk about it or understand the concepts, for me, it has absolutely been experiential. And I've observed many times in others the same phenomenon of moving from a hellish place of addiction or shame or hopelessness into a place of acceptance, wisdom, and inner peace. Like I said, I wasn't that interested in peace, basically because I thought it would be boring. Having greater peace or stillness actually allows me the energy and the courage to do much more exciting things, to move into genuine creativity, risk-taking, and expansion than I was able to do when I was wrapped up in my addiction, my depression, my anxiety, or my codependency. And so this idea that peace is not a place that we get to, like heaven, but a state of mind is really important. And how we get to peace is not by escaping or medicating or blocking out the things that cause us agitation, fear, or resentment. We find peace by turning to face, dissolve, and transform those things that block our peace. And we can do that through good therapy, through working the 12 steps, through supervised meditative practice. Basically, I'm talking about what's commonly known as shadow work, getting honest with ourselves, growing in wisdom of what's really going on, stepping out of our patterned ways of thinking, of belief, of behavior that keep us stuck in suffering. And we're often really attached to these dysfunctional ways of operating because if we look deeply, we actually get some kind of juice out of it. Pain has a perverse, masochistic, or sadistic pleasure to it. Suffering is often a way that we get power in a complicated, dysfunctional way. And if we really want something new, we need to be willing to let go of the old thing that blocks us from getting there. And we don't have to look very deeply. Generally, where we're being called to grow is right in our face. What's the thing that's bugging you? What's the situation or relationships that are causing you to not be peaceful? Resentment, fear, anger, guilt, shame. Who are you blaming? Who do you feel victimized by? Who do you hate or are scared of? Those circumstances and relationships hold the keys to your freedom. And looking honestly and deeply at any circumstance or relationship that causes us pain gives us information about ourself. And lots of times we either don't realize that we have the potential for change in any circumstances in our life within us, that we can take responsibility for ourselves. And when we change our own attitudes and behavior, it actually shifts our consciousness and gives us a completely different life experience. And getting stuck in shame and blame whether I'm blaming others or blaming myself, stops me from connecting with the power that I do have to actually act, behave, and believe differently. Peace is actually a choice. And if we want peace, we need to be willing to let go of all of the things that cause us to not have peace. So I was working with my client Howard this week, and he has this really complicated relationship with his brother brother drinks too much, doesn't take good care of himself, and is generally kind of a mess. And he has a lot of physical health problems. And brother wanted Howard to come and do some plumbing work at his house. Howard's a plumber. 
and how it has all this resentment against his brother for his perpetual dysfunction. He's always a train wreck in one way or another. And how it has always felt over-responsible to help him and had a lot of resentment about that because Brother Fred is really not ever taking responsibility for himself and improving his own circumstances. And Howard's like, well, I can go and do what he wants and hate every minute of it, or I cannot go and feel guilty. And that kind of guilt resentment spiral or cycle is a place that Howard gets stuck a lot in many circumstances in his life. I feel guilty if I don't do it. I feel resentful if I do. And I would call that a mini hell realm where it doesn't seem like there's a good option. And so we called Howard to become really present in his body and to make spiritual connection. And Howard feels very connected with the energy of water, the ocean, and has this wise, very grounded spirit guide or ancestor that feels a lot like his grandfather. And taking a moment to turn inward, deeper within himself from this grounded place, and just make room for his feelings. And all this sadness came up about his brother. He can really feel his brother's suffering, and he wants to change it. Totally understandable, and yet the deeper truth when he sat in this spiritually connected place is that he is powerless over his brother's life path, and that he really wants to be loving to his brother. He does love his brother, but that he's taking responsibility for things that are not his responsibility. I asked Howard, where is God in this relationship? And Howard feels a responsibility to play God. And he resents it at exactly the same time. He wants to save his brother. He knows he can't. And yet his brother's kind of always asking him to try. And he feels obligated to do that. And so although there's certainly plenty of things that brother needs to change, Howard can only change himself. And so Howard had to actually kind of grieve his hopes for his brother and kind of pull back into this place of his own grounded self, find peace within himself. And how do I act from that place of peace? And what is the truly wise or loving thing to do? And a third option presented itself. If I don't do anything, I'm going to feel guilty. I'm super busy this week. If I go over there myself, I'm going to be resentful but I can send one of my workers over there to do the work that brother needs to have done, and I feel pretty good about that. Now, in the search for inner peace, we certainly need to cultivate or make time to be peaceful, finding a beautiful place in nature or a church or creating a calm and peaceful place within your house or apartment. There might be a meditation center that you could visit. And spending 5, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour on a regular basis. I actually don't suggest trying to do longer meditation or quiet time every day because it tends to be kind of a setup for failure. If you want to do it every day, just spend a couple minutes to start and give yourself permission to skip a day on a regular basis. But actually spending time practicing peace is super important. But often what happens when we get quiet is that now we can hear all of the inner demons that we've been avoiding or distracting away from. And that can actually be some of our unconscious resistance to making peaceful, quiet time. 
I almost always have a journal with me when I take quiet time for myself because of all of the little gremlins that'll come out. And I just write those babies down, which can have a really clearing effect. And often emotions will come up, things I didn't realize were bothering me. And when I can kind of clear those away, then the waters get still. And that's the place I can get to that good stuff of feeling connected. Inspiration and creativity often comes. Breathing in love, calm, peace, and connection, and breathing out good wishes, prayers for others. But I often can't get to that place of peace until I'm willing to face and quiet the inner voices that are in the way. And that is a perpetual practice. Engaging in life, there's always things, people, circumstances that are going to challenge us. And those challenges show us exactly where we're being called to grow. And personal growth is always toward greater courage, greater connection, greater fulfillment, and inner peace. So I encourage you to find some space or a comfortable place where you can practice being peaceful and just make room for what comes up. And whether you notice them in mindfulness or write them down in a journal, make room for all of the things that block your peace, the to-do list, the fears, worries or concerns, relationship issues, or maybe even deeper unresolved emotional problems, past trauma, or your own higher self that's calling you to take risks for your own greater good. Let it all bubble up and be noticed. And then find the peace that presents itself underneath that. Because I too have come to believe that peace is our natural state. And our work as humans is to do whatever we need to grow and evolve. To return to that natural state of peace. Thank you so much for listening. If you want help finding peace or processing the things that block you from it, shoot me an email, info at reneemckenna.com. We'll set up a free 30-minute discovery call and see if a block of spiritual psychology work might be helpful in your life. You can join me this Wednesday, January 10th, 2024 for a free healing trauma workshop on Insight Timer. There's a link in the show notes. And Wednesday, January 24th, I'll be doing another free workshop Reclaiming lost power. Power, personal life energy can be drained, stolen, or given away knowingly or unknowingly. And it can also be reclaimed, restored, and replenished. Both these workshops are at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Insight Timer. I've been very active, dropping two or three videos a week on YouTube. You can listen to this podcast there as well as a growing library of guided meditations and really interesting collaborations with other practitioners and the body-mind-spirit continuum. Deep gratitude to my supporters on Patreon. Blessings on your path until we meet again. This is Renee LaValle McKenna for Spiritual Psychology.